This is Downtown Lowdown with Downtown Halifax Business Commission. Welcome to episode 58 of Downtown Lowdown with Downtown Halifax Business Commission, recorded on October 6, 2021. This is where you can find out all you need or want to know about Downtown Halifax. I'm Alana McDonald-Mills, Director of Marketing, and I am your host for Downtown Lowdown. I'll be giving you the lowdown on what's new in business, resources, and issues that affect downtown. I'll be talking to key individuals that help make downtown Halifax better. And in case you missed it, Ivy Ho, our former Director of Communications and host of Downtown Lowdown, has left Downtown Halifax Business Commission after 15 years for a new opportunity. On behalf of the team here at DHBC, we thank her for her contributions to Downtown Halifax and wish her all the best in the new chapter of her career. We're going to begin this episode with Haley Clark from the Coast. Haley is going to tell us all about Halifax Burger Week 2021, including what we can expect and look forward to this year. Paul McKinnon, CEO of Downtown Halifax Business Commission, is back with some updates on Nova Scotia's proof of full vaccination policy and how it will affect businesses downtown and what to expect as we move forward in a more cautious approach to Phase 5 of the Provincial Reopening Plan. Now, on BizBuzz, we have a few business updates and milestones to share, We'll tell you about some upcoming events in downtown Halifax, and we'll share some ideas of some fun things to do and see this fall in downtown Halifax. This episode is being recorded via video conferencing on Wednesday, October 6, 2021, so we apologize in advance for any issues with the sound quality. And as we know, the pandemic situation can change quickly, so to keep up to date, visit downtownhalifax.ca slash COVID-19 or novascotia.ca slash coronavirus. We are welcoming Haley Clark to Downtown Lowdown. Haley works at the Coast, Shabuktuk's slash Halifax's independently owned digital first news outlet and is one of the principal organizers of Halifax Burger Week. The Coast started Halifax Burger Week nine years ago, and since that time, Burger Week has grown into a citywide burger eating phenomenon and fundraiser for Feed Nova Scotia. This year, Burger Week is taking place from October 14th to 23rd, and Haley is here to tell us about the history of Burger Week, how it has changed and adapted over the years, and what we can expect and look forward to this year. Hi, Haley. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. So, Haley, let's start at the beginning. Can you tell us how Halifax Burger Week was started by the Coast nine years ago? Yeah. So, way back in 2012, uh, what feels like a lifetime ago now, even before mm-hmm. yes. my time at the Coast, um, Christine, our publisher, was talking with other newspapers, other alternative weeklies, um, not just in, you know, our area or Canada, across North America, um, started talking to alternative weeklies and media sources saying, you know, what are you doing? What's happening in your market? And it just so happens that uh, Paper in Toronto had just sort of dabbled their toes in what they were calling a burger week at the time. Um, okay. And we had asked some more and said, you know, how did it go? What was it like? And decided that maybe we should give it a try. And they gave us the go ahead and they said, yeah, it works for us. Test it out. So we reached out to a few of our, our regular advertising clients. And that's really who it started with, um, the small local businesses who were feeling that wintertime slump, um, right. that, that post-March break, no one's really around anymore. They're saying, you know, how do we get busier? Like, what can we do? Like, advertise, just advertising isn't working. And we thought, well, what about Burger Week? Why don't we give people an exciting reason to head out in those mm-hmm. cold, dreary days pre-spring? Of course, this year we're doing it 
fall, but that's a whole other question. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. So in the first year, we started out with 19 restaurants. And oh, wow. It, yeah, it was a big success for those restaurants, and the city sort of rallied around and liked the idea. And we just kept going from there, and it really extended from, you know, the community of other Alt Weeklies, other media sources, and the small business community in Halifax, and how can we support one another and, you know, get people out there and eating and dining and, yeah, enjoying things. Yeah, that's great. So tell us about Halifax Burger Week's partnership with Feed Nova Scotia. How did that come about, and how do participants make donations? Yeah, so right off from the first year, we wanted to find a way that made this big sort of event that's all about eating and enjoying and, you know, sometimes overindulging, have a little bit of more meaning. Um, And that was when we spoke with Feed Nova Scotia. And we really created a great connection and a great bond with them. And a food event, giving back to a, you know, Feed Nova Scotia, an organization that helps supply with food banks across our province, it really was just a good, easy connection to make. And ever since we've been working with them, eaters have raised over $560,000. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah, so it's become one of their largest third-party fundraising events. And it's a really great way when you're out dining and eating and enjoying to know that, you know, part of my purchase is going back to feed Nova Scotia. It's going right. back to help food banks in my community. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it was really a no-brainer for us to partner with them, and it's been a great partnership ever since. That's great. Yeah, they're a great organization. Yeah. So how did Burger Week change and grow to become such a huge phenomenon? Yeah, I think we were actually speaking about this earlier in our office and the frenzy that is burgers and, you know, the lines that you see when you're out and the people who are planning and the posts on social media. It really is a frenzy now. I think that developed through the accessibility of the event. And it sort of goes back to how we were talking about um, our partnership with Feed Nova Scotia. Um, Burger Week isn't a ticketed event. Mm-hmm. Anybody can participate. There's no real, you know, you don't have to be somewhere at a certain day on a certain time. You don't have to remember to buy your tickets three months in advance. Mm-hmm. We're going to be there. We're going to be at locations all across HRM. Um, and it really makes it accessible. And that's why we continue to offer our, of course, our Feed Nova Scotia burgers, which are any burgers um, over $7. They'll have a donation to Feed Nova Scotia added on to the price of their burger. But we still offer burgers that are non-donation burgers that are $7. And that's so, you know, your high school students at yeah. the local high schools can still get out and participate. Or mm-hmm. a family who wants to go out all together can still go out and participate with a $7 burger. And it makes it feasible for more people to be involved. And I think that sort of frenzy, that ability to reach everyone in our city mm-hmm. really is what sort of built the frenzy and the chaos and the excitement about it. Yeah, it's true. It's very accessible for everybody because there's always seems to be a restaurant or a cafe in your little in your neighborhood that's participating. I think also it's an opportunity to try something new, like a new type of burger that's just a special, like like, oh, I tried this burger or I tried that one. So it's just it's just fun. It's just a fun activity. 
Yeah, when we've surveyed eaters in the past, um, most Burger Week eaters have said that they tried at least one restaurant that they had never been to before. So it really gets oh, you wow. out and exploring your city as well. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. So uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, of course, disrupted and canceled a lot of festivals and events, including some of the coast's other food festivals like the Halifax Oyster Festival. But Halifax Burger Week has now taken place twice during the pandemic. Why do you think Burger Week has survived? Yeah, so we've definitely been, like everyone, put up against a few hurdles with Burger Week. Right. Um, In 2020, we were just weeks away from the big day. Mm -hmm, That's right. Mm-hmm. When when things lock down and really Burger Week wouldn't be the event it is without our restaurant partners. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important because they have also been through such a difficult, you know, have, past yeah. 18 plus months. Um, and we really we rely on them and we turn to them often and we say, you know, when is this going to work for you? When do you think this is, you know, a great time to have an influx of people in your restaurant? Mm-hmm. Um, when do you want to sell these burgers? You know, when are you going to be excited right. about this? Um, and I think our, you know, our communication with them really helped us survive and sort of see, you know, when was this going to fit? And last year we had rolled into October and it just sort of happened to be that sweet spot of patio seasons were winding down, but everybody right. still had that, you know, we'd all been at home for so long. We've all mm-hmm. been sitting on our coaches and eating our own food and eating takeout. And I think everybody just really was looking for a reason to get out, a reason to see your friend or to see another face in your community. Mm-hmm. And it really made the difference of everybody getting out and being excited about it. And that was sort of what happened again this year. We were set to go for May. Um, mm-hmm. We gave a little bit of different timelines because you don't want to overindulge in burgers too soon. So we tried to spread it out a little bit. Um, And when May happened, we went into the third lockdown. Right. Um, And that was when we said, okay, October worked last year. Is it the time to do it again? And we Mm -hmm. came back to October. um, And I think it's going to be a great event. I think because Mm -hmm. you have the option of if you want to go to a restaurant and, you know, wear your mask, and have your proof of vaccination and visit with some friends, you can't. Or you can right. call and order takeout. Or you can do right. delivery. There's, you know, there's so many options now. So yeah. it's pretty inclusive. You can still enjoy it if you're not out at a location, too. That's right. That's right. And I think it's important, though, because it was originally always in March, end of March, as you mentioned. Yeah. Do you think it will stay in October going forward, or you just you can't call that yet? Yeah, I don't think we can say yet. Um, just before um, March of 2020, in 2019, we had hosted our first ever taco week, actually. That's right. That's right. And, and that was in the October slot mm-hmm. um, in our event season. And a lot of people liked that, and we still get a lot of questions about will taco week come back. So I think we sort of have to look for next year, you know, do we try to fit burger and taco weekend sometime? And that might mean that burger week goes back to, you know, that winter, early spring, or maybe they, they swap. Um, right. But yeah, we're, we're definitely ready for, uh, I know 
this year isn't even over, but 2022 will be our, our 10th year for Burger Week. So that's crazy. Yeah. We'll have something special in our lined up. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about this year's Burger Week. What can people expect this year? Is anything new or exciting that you can tell us about? Yeah. So a little difference this year, and it sort of stemmed from um, the growth changes that came with COVID. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of people last year hadn't realized yet. Um, we've moved away from the print passports that right. fold in your pocket, keep in your bag, that burger listing of all things burgers and delicious that we right. had for for seven years. We sort of moved away from that. We didn't want to have that piece of paper um, right. traveling from location to location, and it just felt like a better idea to go more digital. Um, so, of course, all of our listings will be at burgerweek.co, and you'll see all of the burgers there. But as well this year, which was a, a big part of the passport and something we got a lot of questions about last year, was how do I still win beer for a year? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you can still win beer for a year. Um, our beer sponsor, Fine Company Brewing, is going to be giving away 365 tall boy cans of their beer. Wow. I think that's a pretty great prize. Yeah. Um, and to win that, you're going to be heading on over to the Get in the Loop app. So it's, okay. a, it's a Halifax Deals app, and all of the burger listings are on there. All of our contests for the week are on there. And when you head to a fine company brewing location, which are all listed on our website, they're going to have some secret QR codes hung up in their restaurants. Um, they'll be on the door, on the posters. They'll be in postcards in your billfolds. You can ask your server. You'll scan that QR code, and that's okay. going to get you entered into Win Beer for a year. So okay. If you visit, yeah. So if you visit three locations, scan their QR codes, you're going to have a chance to Win Beer for a year. So. Make sure you're you're ready. You download the app early, and you're set to go for the 14th. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to have to download. The, so it's get in the loop. Get in the loop, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, so that's our um, biggest change this year. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, so there are over 40 restaurants participating in downtown Halifax alone. How many restaurants are participating overall? We have 144 participating overall. Wow. And okay. actually 130 of those are Feed Nova Scotia burgers. So oh, wow. That's we've great. never had more burgers giving donations before. So, yeah, it's great to see. That, that is great. Yeah, and that's really needed right now. So that is great to know. Uh, is it – sorry, is it all over Halifax, right? It's not over the province or are there places outside of Just Halifax? Just HRM, yeah. Just HRM, right. So – you personally, do you have any burgers that you're looking forward to trying? Yeah. So for me, yeah. I think my favorite burger has to be very cheesy. I also love okay. a burger yes. that has a little mix. Um, if we have, you know, a beef patty, but maybe some pulled pork or right. any other yep. fun topping. I love any of those fun things. Um I try to do a little adventurous during Burger Week. I'll try to get one burger that's outside my normal comfort zone and try right. something new. Um, but yeah, you can't go wrong with a nice cheesy cheeseburger, something ooey. And yeah. Yeah. Last year I went to Meza and had their shawarma burger. Um, yeah. and that was really good. 
And uh, I think this year I really want to try Two Doors Down, which is awful to say that I've never had their burger because they're known for their burgers, but they usually I always get their meal, Caesar salad when I go there. But I am determined to go to Two Doors Down this year. I'm definitely going to try their burger. I love it. Yeah. And yeah, the, their Caesar salad is delicious, and it's sort of good when yes. you – have your burger and you mix up your side every once in a while from the fries yeah. and salad, so you feel a little less guilty about. That's right. That's right. Consuming burgers for every meal yeah. for ten days. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Burger Week is like a special occasion. I feel like you can maybe indulge a little bit more. So I'll yeah, give exactly. Maybe. Yeah, right. right up there with Thanksgiving. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, anything else you wanted to mention or talk about? Yeah, so you can find us on burgerweek.co, like I said. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, you can find us at the Coast Halifax. On mm-hmm. Facebook, you can find us at Halifax Burger Week. And on Twitter, okay. you can find us at Twit Coast. Yeah, and the Coast. Great. We, we love working with the Nova Scotia. We love working with all of our Burger Week sponsors. Like I mentioned, Fine Company Brewing, mm-hmm. uh, Brewed in Moncton, New Brunswick. So getting a little bit of taste of Atlantic in there. Um, nice. Coke Cola, nothing better with a burger than an ice cold. I know. Coke. Yeah. Yeah, sure. you'll spot us. Yeah, you'll spot us around town. The big, inf- big inflatable burger will be on Argyle Street. On oh, okay, great. So you can find us there. We'll be giving away swag and burger gift certificates. And you'll see the burger mobile bopping around the city as well. So make sure okay, to be great. away from me. That's great. I will, yeah, we'll definitely go up to Argyle Street on the 14th to see the big burger and take some pictures. Yes, please. That's great. Uh, well, thanks for joining us today, Haley. Yeah, thank you for having me. I hope you uh, get to enjoy some burgers during Burger Week. I definitely will. I'm definitely going out next week. I'm hungry right now, thinking about it. Yeah, drooling. Haley Clark works with The Coast, Shabuktuks slash Halifax's independently owned digital-first news outlet, and is one of the principal organizers of Halifax Burger Week. This year, Halifax Burger Week is taking place from October 14th to 23rd. You can learn more about Halifax Burger Week at burgerweek.co. And you can learn more about The Coast at thecoast.ca or by following at the Coast Halifax on Instagram and Facebook and at TwitCoast on Twitter. And finally, there are over 40 restaurants in downtown Halifax participating in Burger Week this year. To see all the downtown Halifax businesses participating, check out downtownhalifax.ca slash burgerweek. I would like to welcome Paul McKinnon, CEO of Downtown Halifax Business Commission to Downtown Lowdown. Paul is going to tell us about Nova Scotia's proof of full vaccination policy and how it will affect businesses in downtown Halifax, Nova Scotia's cautious approach to phase five of the provincial reopening plan, and he'll also give us an update on the new proof of vaccination app that will be coming soon. Hi, Paul. Uh, welcome back to Downtown Lowdown. Um, so what do you have for us today? Well, thanks, Alana. It's uh, a pleasure to be back. Uh, it's been a while. I didn't know whether I was ever going to get asked back or not. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so it's, anyway, it's, it's good to be here. Chatting You're again, always I'm, welcome. Oh, thanks. Uh, and, and uh, you know, everyone's favorite topic, let's talk about COVID, because I'm sure no one's, uh, no one's really hearing anything about what's happening with that. Um, no, but uh, I can no. give a, a little bit of an update. And the only thing I can really guarantee is, is 
it will probably be slightly out of date by the time this airs because there's always a bit of a gap between recording and, and airing. And um, we're, we're uh, recording this on Wednesday at one o'clock, and there's uh, there's actually going to be a, a briefing at three o'clock. So who knows mm-hmm. what may change? But uh, we have yeah, heard and that's it. October sixth that this is being recorded on. Yeah, that's right. So and yeah, it could be it could be months or dare I say years from now that uh, that my mother finally gets around to listening to this podcast. So uh, if you're listening, hi mom, and uh, welcome to everyone else. But yes, this is vintage October 2021 stuff. Anyway, let's talk about uh, what's happening with uh, with COVID impacts on business right now. So we we entered uh, phase five. I guess it was on October fourth, and so it was a it was a bit of an altered phase five. Originally, what phase five was being billed as was really a return to normal. It was you know seventy five percent of the of the eligible population was vaccinated, and really there was going to be kind of a, almost a full elimination of restrictions, uh, including masking and requirements for distancing and, and all those types of things that we've gotten used to over the past little while. Um, and we'd seen that happening in other provinces. Uh, Prince Edward Island got rid of their mask mandate. New Brunswick did. Uh, anyway, along the along the way, what was discovered from our neighboring provinces was that maybe that wasn't a great idea, and case counts were, were going back up, and that's what we're experiencing here in Nova Scotia and other other provinces. But uh, what the new government did was kind of a little bit of a hybrid, I guess. Is they they did go ahead with phase five. Uh, they did eliminate the need um, for distancing. Um, uh, in, in, uh, say in restaurants, uh, which, which is, a, which makes a huge difference for restaurants. So they're back to full capacity. Events can be back to full capacity, uh, but they kept the mask mandate in place. So for, for public spaces, indoors, you know, unless you're kind of eating or eating or drinking, you're, you're seated at a restaurant, you sit down, you can eat and drink, you can take your mask off. Um, but that's kind of the main difference. It's kind of, it's the full phase five, but with the mask mandate still being in place. So for example, right. last Saturday, I went to the, uh, the opening, um, game of the Halifax Mooseheads, uh, and it wasn't quite at full capacity. Um, I think that was the decision made either by the Scotiabank Center or the Mooseheads themselves, but there were 6,000 fans there. Um, and so you went in and everyone was, was wearing masks. Um, they were checking for proof of vaccination, uh, which again is something that I think both the Scotiabank Center and the Mooseheads decided even before it was mandated that that's something that they were going to do so they had lots lots of extra staff at the door uh essentially asking for for whatever documentation you had whether it was your your record on your phone or a piece of paper uh, in my case, I've, I've got it downloaded on the on the CAD Immunize app, but right now there's there's not really a standard procedure other than uh, it's, it's information you get from uh, from your public health record. Anyway, th- that seemed to go fairly smoothly, and it, and it actually felt yeah. pretty normal. Um, and people, you know, were, were mostly masked as they were moving around, but of course, if you were sitting down eating popcorn, drinking a beer, uh, you were you were taking your mask off, so uh, it, it felt almost normal again. So. Fingers crossed that all went really well, and uh, and we'll see more of those kinds of events happening. Uh, and again, restaurants are are filling up. We're we're hearing uh, we're hearing lots about people coming back to to downtown. Nightclubs are opening again. And again, the mask mandate is still in place, but uh, but it feels probably more normal than it has in a long time. And so the feedback we've been getting from businesses um, really seems to be that they feel the it's, it's a pretty good balance. Um, you know, we and, and I'm sure that the government is hearing all sorts of individual opinions, and I know our our members would have some, but certainly the I would say the vast majority of the feedback that we've had uh, is that this, this seems reasonable, that, that restaurants are glad mm-hmm. to be back to full capacity, but they're completely fine with leaving the mask mandate in place, uh, and they're completely fine with um, with requiring proof of vaccination, uh, although we know there is, a, there is a, you know, a vocal small minority of people who are very upset about that, um, right. but uh, most of our businesses seem to be pretty pleased with that, and, and they're quickly figuring out uh, how to do that. Um, yeah, I've heard that uh, some businesses seem to be nervous about Monday, but things for the most part seem to have gone okay. Um, 
hopefully people are, you know, if they have concerns about the proof of vaccination policy, they'll take it to, you know, the government or their MLA or someone like that instead of the individual businesses, because they are just really following what public health has asked them to do. So. That's right. It's, it's a legal also, requirement yeah. for, uh, you know, say yes, if you're operating a restaurant, it's a legal requirement for you to ask for proof of vaccination if people are coming to, to dine in. So even regardless of whether the, the you know, restaurant owner wants to do that or not, uh, it's a matter of, of following the law. So and, we, and we've already heard yeah. of, of one incident at the Wooden Monkey, you know, where there was there was a, there's been a number of mm-hmm. protests downtown. There was one in Citadel Hill. Uh, there's been one in provinces. And again, it's, it's of course, people's right to, to protest whatever they want if they do it peacefully. But uh, in one case, a, a group of them went into the Wood Monkey and kind of went in, refused to refused to wear a mask, refused to show proof of vaccination. So, you know, there's, we're hearing about some of those incidents and, and that's really unfortunate mm-hmm. because it's, it's kind of a, I mean, they're, they're aiming their frustration at the wrong target. This is not a decision yeah, exactly. made by the restaurant owners, but uh, anyway, but for the most part, I think it's been uh, pretty smooth. I was out to eat at a, at a busy restaurant um, on, on Monday night and uh, you know, it, it, it was maybe an extra, maybe an extra minute longer to get in, but uh, they right. just asked for proof of vaccination at the door and I showed them my ID. And, and uh, in this case, it was a, a piece of paper, paper I'd printed off from my, uh, for my record and uh and then we got in and got seated so uh it was, it was mm-hmm. working fine yeah and i think it's also important for people to note that it's proof of full vaccination so i did hear that from scotia bank center they said they did have some people who came who had just gotten vaccinated but they weren't they didn't have they weren't fully vaccinated yet so you have to have i think it's two weeks out from your second shot is when you're considered fully vaccinated so that's important to remember too that's right. And we're kind of in, it's interesting because we're kind of in this situation now where, you know, um, it's really kind of at the discretion of the operator in terms of what they accept, you know, and, and mm-hmm. there's been some criticism that, well, it's, it's pretty easy, you know, through the use of Photoshop or whatever to, to fake up uh, a document, uh, which, which it is. So the good news around that is, uh, is there is a much better system that's on its way. We had a bit of a preview right. of it today from the province. And so what they're working on, essentially, it, it's an app that you'll be able to download uh, and the app will, will scan a QR code that the customer provides uh, and it'll just pop up with a with a check mark yes you you you're considered fully vaccinated or no so what it'll do is it'll automatically screen out things like you know vaccinations from other countries that maybe aren't recognized here in Canada so in that case you'd scan it it would show that a person is not fully vaccinated uh, same with with the two week waiting period so if you've had your two shots but it hasn't been the full 14 days uh, after your second shot it will show automatically that you're not fully vaccinated um, so that will make that will make administration of it a lot easier. Uh, and if right. people have looked at their own vaccination records, their individual vaccination records recently, what they've discovered is that the province has changed that format. And what it is now is, is you you bring it up and it'll say your two your you know your your vaccination dosages, uh, but it'll, there's also a QR code. And so that QR code right now there's nothing to scan that QR code with. Uh, that's the piece that's coming. So that's what the app will do. As you as an individual customer, you'll you'll print that off or you'll save that to your phone under photographs or, or wherever. You'll have that QR QR code saved in some sort of format that you'll have with you. Uh, when you go to a restaurant, they'll just have on their smartphone, they'll just open up the app that they've downloaded. They'll, they'll scan your QR code and it'll automatically give them a, a green check mark uh, or a red X. So it will make the administration of it a lot easier. So that yes. app is being developed by the province of Nova Scotia. They're anticipating launching it uh, on October 22nd. Um, so that'll make it easier. The other piece of that is, again, it's all, you know, it's not, I hesitate to say it, it's foolproof, but the QR code that they are, that, that's going to be scanned is something that's coming to you uh, as part of your public health record. So there's, there's, you know, privacy is, is looked after. Uh, it is high security. It's, it's not going to be something that, that, uh, that the regular person would be able to fake. So it really will cut down on instances of people that have, that have maybe tried to manufacture a, um, a fake. Right. 
Commission. So, so that is, it seems like it's on its way. Ideally, that would have come out October 4th, the same day as the mandate. Uh, it's, I wouldn't say it's even delayed. I think it's just a matter of it, it just takes a bit of time. But certainly, the I know they're doing beta testing right now. And um, and what we saw today looks like it's going to be pretty easy to use and, and pretty effective. Uh, and it will also be available to any individual. So, you know, uh, Alana, if you've got house guests over and you want, uh, to, you want them to show proof of vaccination, you can download the app to your phone and you can scan their QR codes, uh, you know, when That's they come right. in. Uh, if, if mom doesn't pass, you can you can kick her to the curb. That's right. Uh, that sounds great. <laughs> I don't know if I'll do that or not, but it, it is it makes it definitely easier for businesses um, going forward with this uh, policy. Uh, anything else, Paul, that you have for us? No, I think the other I mean, certainly the advocacy piece for the government is you know as as we every time we see you know, rising cases, there, there are concerns that, that will slip backwards in terms of restrictions. And it's, again, mm-hmm. with this government, like the last government, it's, it's always a balancing act between what restrictions do they feel need to be put in place to keep people safe, uh, but but obviously have the, the minimal impact on business. So one of the pieces that, that we'll continue to talk to the government about is, you know, if and when we have further restrictions, and hopefully we won't, uh, but if we get to a situation where that does happen, what we've, what we've long advocated for is that rather than having to wait um, for businesses to understand whether there's going to be further business supports, that those business supports be automatic. So, for instance, if we go into another lockdown, right, that we automatically should have the small business impact grant, you know, number four or whatever it is, um, the businesses can be rest assured that, that that's coming. So that's something we're talking to the government about uh, on an ongoing basis, and, and we're looking forward to, to working with, with our, our fairly new government uh, on these issues too. So, But but having said that, uh, at the moment at least, it, it doesn't look like there are any further restrictions coming into place uh, that will massively impact uh, businesses. But uh, but of course, that's that's always subject subject to change. So. Right. And that's why we have to keep our fingers crossed yeah, and keep right. wearing our masks and being safe. So I Wear think your masks and uh, yeah, stay, stay safe. And, and if you're not vaccinated, yeah. uh, get vaccinated, not just for yourself, but for your family, loved ones, and, and even just to keep uh, the general economy and, uh, and businesses open. So it's, uh, yeah, exactly. It's really and it is also important to note that um, you can still get a rapid test done at the Health Ex Convention Center. They are going on daily from 12 to 7 p.m. And you can also pick up a little uh, kit that has, I think, five rapid tests in them that you can take home uh, to keep and test yourselves, which are so convenient. We have them here at work, and they are very, very convenient to do. Um, it's super easy. So I recommend uh, stopping in to the Health Pass Convention Center and getting your own rapid test to take home if they're not provided through your work. Uh, and then for more information about uh, what's happening in Nova Scotia with the coronavirus, including the proof of vaccine, full vaccination policy, you can go to novascotia.ca slash coronavirus. Well, thanks for joining us, Paul. Uh, it's, it's my pleasure. Thanks a lot. We were talking to Paul McKinnon, CEO of Downtown Halifax Business Commission. We discussed Nova Scotia's proof of full vaccination policy and how it will affect businesses in downtown Halifax, Nova Scotia's cautious approach to phase five of the provincial reopening plan, and he gave us an update on the new proof of vaccination app that will be coming soon. And now for BizBuzz. And now it's time for BizBuzz. Gabrielle Malone, our communications and marketing coordinator, is here with me today. Hi, Gabrielle. Thanks for joining me. Hi. Thanks for having me. On this episode of BizBuzz, we'll tell you about some upcoming events in downtown Halifax to look forward to, and we'll share some ideas of fun things to do this fall in downtown Halifax. But first, Gabrielle is going to share some business updates and milestones with us. What do you have for us, Gabrielle? This week, we have a few business updates as well as some exciting milestones. Wow Woodfire Pizza is now open at 5212 Morris Street, offering a wide variety of fresh wood-fired pizzas. 
They're open daily from 11.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. for dine-in, takeout, and delivery. King's Pier Vintage is celebrating their nine-year anniversary. The store offers luxury vintage attire, footwear, and accessories for men and women. Visit them at 1560 Argyle Street to congratulate them on this milestone. It's been an eventful few weeks for Sin on Skin Tattoo Studio, located at 5239 Blower Street. They were awarded the Canadian Business Review Board's Best Canadian Business Award, as well as three Best Rated Award for 2021. On top of this, they also recently welcomed three new artists to their studio. Congratulations, Sin on Skin. If you're a business or organization in downtown Halifax that has some updates or a milestone that you'd like to share with our listeners, please email communications at downtownhalifax.ca. Thanks, Gabrielle. Next up, let's talk about some upcoming events in downtown Halifax. As we've already heard, Halifax Burger Week will be taking place from October 14th to 23rd, and there are over 40 restaurants in the downtown Halifax area participating. For more information, visit burgerweek.co, and you can see all the downtown Halifax businesses participating at downtownhalifax.ca slash burgerweek. Nocturne Art at Night is taking place from October 13th to 16th. For those of you who may have been living under a rock for the last 14 years, Nocturne is an annual fall festival that brings art and energy to the streets of Shabuktuk slash Halifax. This completely free event showcases and celebrates the visual art scenes in Mi'kma'ki slash Nova Scotia. You can learn more about Nocturne at nocturnehalifax.ca or by following at nocturnehalifax on Instagram. Halcon Sci-Fi Fantasy and Comic Convention is back and taking place from October 23rd to 24th at the Halifax Convention Center. Halcon has turned into a marquee event for the downtown area over the last few years, and participants are known for visiting shops and restaurants when they are downtown for the convention. Tickets are currently on sale, but going fast. For more information, visit hal-con.com. The Discovery Center has just opened a new exhibit called Beyond Human Limits Extreme Sports. This interactive exhibit welcomes visitors to jump, fly, dive, and climb while exploring some of the riskiest activities in the world. The Discovery Center is open Wednesdays to Sundays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. and 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. You can learn more about this new exhibit and purchase your tickets at thediscoverycenter.ca. And as Paul mentioned, events are back at the Scotiabank Center. The Mooseheads are back in action and have their next home game against the Charlottetown Islanders on October 15th. And they also have home games on October 23rd and 24th. And the Halifax Thunderbirds lacrosse team is starting again on October 30th. For more information with the Mooseheads and the Thunderbirds, home schedules, and to buy tickets, visit scotiabank-center.com. And also, as Paul mentioned, remember that Scotiabank Center does have a proof of vaccination policy, so guests 12 and up are required to show proof of full vaccination along with an ID to attend events. For more information on the vaccination policy, visit scotiabank-center.com slash welcome. We have something new to tell you about. Downtown Halifax is excited to bring you Delightful Downtown, a new lighting and installation program that is starting this Saturday, October 16th at the former Halifax Memorial Library site. Running every evening until March 2022, this light projection series at the old library site will feature a variety of light shows that will feature different seasonal or cultural themes. Delightful Downtown will also include Downtown Halifax's seasonal light displays in Peace and Friendship Park and new light installations in Granville Mall and other locations around the Downtown Halifax area. For more information, you can visit downtownhalifax.ca slash delightful. Next, let's talk about some fun things to do this fall in Downtown Halifax. Fall is a great time to get out and explore our city. If you're looking for a few ideas of things to do during the fall months, here are some recommendations. 
You can take a fall boat cruise with Ambassadors Grey Line. Ambassadors offers a variety of fall-themed cruises, including the Fall Colors Cruise, Fall Brunch Cruise, a ghost ship sale, and more. Visit ambassadors.com slash experiences to see all their tour options. And speaking of ghosts, the Halifax Citadel National Historic Site has ghost tours that run Friday to Saturday nights at 8.30 p.m. until November 6th. For more information to book your tickets, Google Halifax Citadel Ghost Tours and you should find a link with more information. If you're into pumpkin spice, then you are in luck because many of the restaurants and cafes in downtown Halifax have various pumpkin spice products that you can try. The newest in town is Peace by Chocolate's Pumpkin Spice Hot Chocolate, which sounds delicious. You can find Peace by Chocolate at 1741 Lower Water Street in the new Queensmark building. And finally, fall is a great time to grab your bubble and go to an escape room. Captured Escape Rooms has many different themed escape rooms that are fun for everyone. Visit CapturedEscapeRooms.com for more information. And that's it for BizBuzz this episode. This concludes episode 58 of Downtown Lowdown, recorded on October 6, 2021. For more information, go to downtownhalifax.ca slash podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast and found it informative, please rate and subscribe to Downtown Lowdown. And don't forget to follow at Downtown Halifax on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening.